Blog Talk Radio.
Good evening, good evening, Happy New Year, everybody. It is 2017. We are so excited that you have joined us on our Queen Conversations, the first show of the new year. Uh, we are your host, I'm Leah. I am Leah Joel. I am excited to be back with you uh, this year, and we look forward to uh, serving you all this year. Ebby, Queen Ebby, if you want to introduce yourself. Oh, that's so, I, I bless when you said that. That's so sweet. Yes, Queen Abby. <laughs> um, <laughs> I reside in, in Dallas, the Dallas, Texas area. Um, love ministry, a passion, strong passion for ministry. Um, I'm by profession, a licensed professional counselor. Um, I have three uh, little girls, 11-year-old, 7-year-old, 5-year-old. And I'm excited tonight for our topics. Awesome. Yes. And we have and this one is Lakeisha. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. This is Lakeisha representing Charlotte, North Carolina. Hope everybody is doing well. It's good to be on the show. We have a great show for you guys, and I'm ready to get into it. All right. All right, all right. So well, Keith, you can let us know the call-in number. Yes, the call-in number is 929-477-2304. When you dial in that number, you can press 1 to ask questions or comments. Um, the email, if you have some questions that you don't want to call in, you can email queenconversations, the number 1, at gmail.com. Again, the number is 929 477 2304. If you want to talk to us, press the number one or email queensconversations1 at gmail.com if you want to send us a secret question or comment. All right, all right. You guys ready to join in? Yes, 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 yes. All right, so we have a very special guest. If you've seen any of our postings, we have tagged this gentleman in. His name is Pastor Rob. He is my pastor, boo, but I'm going to let Lakeisha do the honors and introduce him, and then we will bring him on. Okay, we're so excited to have Pastor Rob on the show, especially to have a man's point of view, a male perspective. He is a visionary, a shepherd, motivator, compassionate. These attributes can only begin to encompass this leader. Growing up under unconventional and underprivileged conditions, this young pastor knows what hopelessness and discouragement can feel like, but he boldly stands now as strong evidence of what can happen in life when it's coupled with determination and a relationship with Christ. Not a stranger to difficulties and sorrow, this man of God's purpose has led him to overcome his life struggles. He grew up in a single-parent home, witnessed domestic violence. His grandfather was murdered, and he watched his close family members grapple with drugs and incarceration. Even though many people will consider these setbacks, Pastor McClish has allowed his life pains to drive his passion. His life experiences have helped to shape his ministry of building healthy relationships, soul restoration, family enrichment, and reconciliation. Pastor Rob, as many know him by, had a strong desire to teach the word of God early in life, his first public example of speaking the truth of Christ 
was when he was in third grade, his third grade teacher, Miss Swartz, would allow him to stand in front of the class on a table and preach to his peers. This strong desire would become reality for him at the age of 15 when he accepted his call into ministry and preached his first sermon entitled, What's Love Got to Do With It? Since Pastor McClish has been in ministry for over 21 years, 11 years of pastoring, and has dedicated his ministry to inspire those without hope, emancipate those without Christ, and empower members of the family of God. One major example of his ministry is when he served as lead pastor of Living Water Community of Faith in Fort Worth, Texas, where their vision was to refresh and revise those who have desired to live for God and learn from his word. His mission was not only to build a church, but to build people. During his time there, he was dedicated to discipleship, evangelism, and positive male involvement. One major accomplishment was his involvement in a partnership with the NFL tight end Jason Whitten to work with high school coaches and promote positive male involvement in young male student athletes' lives. Now, Pastor Rob has his time, has the same vision as he returns to his hometown. After hearing the call of God, he pastors Radical Praise Church, where they strive to not just be a church that has service, but a church that does service. Under his leadership, there has been many um, community connections that fostered a $26,000 renovation to provide a safe place to run away and homeless youth. 150 families are served food every month. Marriages have been saved, and many have been brought into the family of God. He is also in the process of getting his doctorate in marriage and family therapy and is a founder of Life Care Counseling Center, where his goal is to provide spiritual healing, tools for healthy relationships, and to promote family enrichment. Pastor Rob is a dedicated man of God that is not only dedicated to ministry, but is also very dedicated to his wife and college crush, Leah McLish. He says that I didn't know that she Oh well, he says that she has been an angel and a helper sent by God to bring the best out of him. So we welcome well, you, the Lord. Pastor Rob. <laughs> what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Hey. How are you? Welcome, Thank Pastor. You for joining us. <laughs> what's up? I'm glad to be here. So you've been invited. Right, so now that to... you're on here, yeah. Yes, Go ahead. So no, I was going to say now that you're on this call, we have to have you part of our hot topic. So I hope you're ready for it. Okay. Hey, go with it. Go with it. I can roll with it. All right. <laughs> All right. So our first hot topic for the night, ladies. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, and gentlemen, sorry, Pastor Boo. What trends <laughs> are we killing in 2017? What trends to kill? Ebby, do you have mm. any? Um, yes. Uh, my main one is emotional eating. That trend needs to stop Ooh. in 2017. So now that it's been identified, it needs to end. It needs to stop. In 2017, I can't do 2017 like I did the last 39 years. So, <laughs> mm. Mm. that's an exaggeration, but yeah, that that's gonna stop mm. in 2017. No more, no more chocolate chip cookies. No more, no. <laughs> yeah, I can have them, but not when I'm bored or yeah, 
you know, I have to, I need to think through my easy choices. And I just do it, you know, because I'm sad or or actually more anxious or uh, busy. You know, overwhelmed is when I tend to eat. So, yep. Yeah. That's got to stop. Well, uh, trends to kill. You know what? Not being consistent. For me, not being consistent. In 2017, Lakisa will be consistent. Consistent in everything that she does because consistency leads to transformation, and that is where I'm headed for transformation in every part of my life um, moving forward. So um, sometimes um, I'm not consistent. I'll start with something for a few months, and then I'm like, okay, I'm tired, or I'm going to go to the gym for one day this week. <laughs> so just being, just being consistent. Right? I, I think that's that's it for me. Leah? No, that made me think of that song, uh, Better is one day in your house. Better is one. Have y'all heard that song? Yes, of course. Yep. Yeah. No, I haven't. Hey, better is one day in the gym than thousands, not. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe I can think of it like that. (laughs) Yeah, celebrate that one day. Well, it's funny that you said uh, consistency because that's the word that I designated for the year is for me to be more consistent. And I also set a mandate for myself to be able to say no and mean it. That's really what I'm going to focus on. Yeah, I just Mm. can't say yes to everything. And it's okay if I, you know, have to say no. I, I hate saying no, but I'm learning, you know, that, I'm going to be in the hospital if I don't learn how to. So how about I try this year as God continues to grace me? (laughs) So, yes. Now, in the public, friends that need to die, I would say these lovely eyebrows that, one, don't separate, you know, (laughs) that that needs to die. You meant meant on a general perspective what trends need need to die. Both, both. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So eyebrows that that are like more like unicorn, not unicorn, but you know unibrow, unibrow. or mm-hmm. our lovely ladies who like to have eyebrows that look like thick black masking tape across. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sort of needs to die this year. I would mm. say the what fake, about the fake uh, freckles need to die. People who purchase oh, the fake freckles and and put them on their face <laughs> so they look like they have freckles that needs to die. Yes. I can't really think of yeah. a. <laughs> I can't really think of a huge trend, but you know what? What I want to go away. People hashtag and relationship goals. That mm. to me, like, what? What are you relationship goals for? What you know what? I think that's do your own. Cute. No, do your own <laughs> relationship goals. I. You don't see me. That's fine, but you know I'm not knocking it. But too bad. But I'm not going to be hashtagging relationship goals. My everybody's blueprint is different. My goals are going to be my goals. I don't want to try to mimic somebody else's. So it's like, oh, that's my relationship goal. Will Smith and Jada Pickett. Honey, we don't know what's going on behind that closed door. So I do not want to say relationship goals to nobody but me and my future boo. <laughs> so, what about you, right. Pastor Rob? Okay, for me, one thing that has to die is procrastination. Um, procrastination mm-hmm. has to die dead. Um, mm-hmm. And then 
publicly from a man's perspective, I would say men wearing capris. Um, no man should ever wear no capri pants. Never. Mm. A high five, you little now. Yeah, I'm coming. Wait, Wait a minute. minute. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. What'd Mm-mm. you say, man? Look. On the beach. No, you you can have some cut off shorts. You can have on shorts, but mm-hmm. not no capri pants. No. Not capri pants. It just don't look no. right. Nah. No. You can even have on rolled up pants. But no, not no capri. Come on now. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. Yeah, that might be a little <sighs> Might be a little suspect I don't know <laughs> I think we also Maybe we all agree to this mm-hmm. I want side chicks To die and to, Not not them physically But I want <laughs> the people who are acting as side chicks To stop <laughs> Let, Let's oh, say side pieces Because you, you can have side men Yeah, side pieces don't be a side piece in 2017. Don't be a side person. No. no. <laughs> yeah, just no. going to let that die. So this is all right. Pastor Boo, you're on the um, right? exactly. Boo, you're on the hot spot again. Okay. I know you've heard about the Kim Burrell backlash. We want to know your thoughts about it. For those who are listening who may not have an idea of what we're talking about with Kim Burrell, Kim Burrell is a world-renowned gospel artist. She's also a pastor. And a few weeks ago, right before New Year's, she was in her church preaching a sermon, and she pointed out these uh, wrongs about homosexuality. She also used uh, a few analogies, called out a few people in her sermon. And she spoke to just the overall spirit of homosexuality in the church and how uh, people need to change. Uh, she also mentioned the word death in her sermon. I think people took it as her saying that if you are homosexual, you're going to die. Uh, she didn't use those exact statements. She was saying if you are in the church and you operate in that sin, you may die from that sin. Um, I don't want to misquote her or take her the wrong way or add things that's not there, but that's the gist of what happened. And as a result, because it went viral, uh, she was supposed to appear on the Ellen DeGeneres show to promote the movie Hidden Figures, and she was canceled from that show. She was also to receive an award through BMI, and she was pretty much asked not to show up to that award show. So we want to know, mm-hmm. Pastor Boo, what are your thoughts about the entire backlash? Are are people wrong for condemning her? Uh, do you feel like they were um, legitimate in their concerns toward her? What are your thoughts? Okay, well, I have to be honest. I still haven't seen the video. Um, I, I've been focusing on a lot of other stuff, but I. Um, but from what I understand, um, she wasn't necessarily talking about um, people in general. What I, what I remember hearing specifically was that it was a spirit of perversion and one thing that I've I've been saying for the longest is that um, everything that's happening, whether it, whatever sin we experience or go through, it is a spiritual situation. And also, um, it really alarms me because um, it it's like it puts shackles on pastors or preachers 
to be able to say what God has told them to say throughout, from behind the pulpit. It's like mm-hmm. this is something that's been happening within the within the body of Christ where there's been a muzzle that's been put on us, and they've been trying to silence us. And, you know, if, if people disagree with it, that's fine. They, they, they have that prerogative. But to put a muzzle and silence people, silence preachers and, and, and representatives of God, I don't, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right. Um, just the same way that everyone else has the freedom to, to express their feelings or the freedom of speech, um, those of us who are carriers of the gospel should have that same, um, that same opportunity to express what we believe. And that's, that's, that's what we believe. If they don't believe, others don't believe it, that, that's, that's on them. That's on them. That's just my personal take on that. All right, mm. any ladies, you all have thoughts about it? Well, I saw the video, and um, I listened to it, and I, I definitely, you know, Ellen spoke out and different people. And you know what? We definitely mm. – it, it does – I feel what you're saying, um, Pastor Rod, when you say it makes people put a hold on, like, what you can say when you're at, you're speaking to these a group of believers that this is no one backlash about things and they're speaking out about things. It's, it, no one's trying to convict anybody. It's just they should come to that themselves. But on the other hand, it's like you're this is your this is your belief. I don't know. They they really went in like ooh. People say some mean things, but then again, it didn't surprise me because people they're gonna, they're gonna say mean things. It, I mean, if you believe one way. Or you feel this way, they're going to say something that's the other way. Um, I couldn't hear everything that she was saying, but um, I even heard Shirley Caesar um, say after that, she was saying, we got to watch as pastors what we say because or, or take up all the cell phones. Now, I didn't think that was appropriate. I mean, why we got to – I don't think you should say something and hide. If you're going to speak in it, stand in your truth and be able you know, back it up. I don't know. I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was, it's hurtful because you don't want to. She don't want to mess up her stage, you know. And and trying to reach people because that's what she, you know. She wants to talk and reach the people. I don't know, Abby. What do you What are your thoughts on this? Uh, I think um, this is just a overall very complicated um, issue uh, as a whole. For the one hand. Um, you have we're we're in a, a free society where freedom of speech is allowed, but at the same time, um, we have to understand that there is going to be backlash and persecution for our beliefs, and we're entering a time where that's going to be more and more the case. Um, so, you know, I, I listened to it. I didn't really, I couldn't clearly hear everything she said. Um, and I did listen to, um, I think it was Tamar Braxton had a response to it. And I don't know what Tamar's spiritual beliefs are, but I believe she came from a spiritual family. And I believe her dad was a bishop or a pastor or something like that. Um, and she pretty much said that, you know, um, Kim Burrell um, was taught these things in the church, these old ways, and she just she's she's been indoctrinated pretty much to believe these things. So we're we're in a time where we um we have to make some decisions. So if you stand for a true interpretation of the word of God, 
then you also are making the um, or have the you should have the understanding that that will be coming with persecution and fast and quick um, that is going to be coming and. Um, I think everyone has a ministry. Uh, I personally have a heart for the LBGTQ community. Um, but for me to say I agree with um, um, the lifestyle, I can't say I can, you know, but I still have a heart for that community. Is that homophobic for me to agree with what the Word of God says about it? You know, and that's pretty much what... It's happening when you call sin sin. Now you're being labeled as a homophobic. So right, um, which is wrong. Yeah, and and the thing is, right now it's homo it's uh, homosexuality. You can substitute uh, any sin into that same um, situation, and it's going to become an issue where it's it's going to be labeled as hate speech. So when and how does the church preach? The church will have to be silenced. So how does that look? What does it look like? The church will be persecuted. Um, I, for one, I work in corporate America, so I have to be very careful with the things I say because ultimately that is one of my platforms to reach people. Uh, I do want to reach people who are in that community. So I have to choose my words wisely when it comes to that particular area of spirituality. I can't be um, – I can't fly out fly off at the mouth, I have to be very conscientious on what I say. Um, so things like this, my answer to someone in that community might sound different, but the truth will still have to be in there. Um, but for one, they don't see their their choices as a lifestyle. You know, that was the first thing I was corrected on with, with someone I know who's in that community. I called it a lifestyle, and I was quickly cut off, no, this is not a lifestyle. You know, so it's... The church really has to understand the entire community and dig deeper in it so, because we're not reaching that community. We're not. And we're constantly taking yes, steps back. Yes. Um, and ultimately, I believe there are very strong Christians who are in that community. Um, I also believe that there are some who are, are deceived in that community, just like in every every situation. So um, I don't want to take up too much time, but um, yeah, I think it's a tough situation. I think the church, you know, we're gonna we're gonna see mm-hmm. some um, <laughs> we're gonna see some people uh, make some stands that haven't you haven't really known where they stood before. So it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, about you, I think Leah? the only thing I would say. Yeah, I was gonna say I think the only thing I would say um, to not insert my own opinion because at this point my opinion won't matter. What I do hope uh, for all of us to do is operate more in grace and integrity because if I can mm-hmm. be a Christian and I've done horrible things, then a person who, uh, what, how everyone is titled, struggles with homosexuality, is born that way, whatever, I'm not going to debate the topic because I do have my opinions of it, but I think if you don't operate in love and grace and understanding of where people are, you miss what you're trying to convey. So, I'm not saying she was wrong. I'm not saying she was right. I'm just saying I hope we can take this as a learning experience to really show the love of Christ because that's how we are known is by the love we give out. So with that said, movies. There's been tons of movies out this year. For those of you who have not seen Senses or Hidden Figures, I highly encourage you all to go see those movies. Ebby, you told me you've seen Mm -hmm. it or not yet. 
Okay, you No, I haven't seen either. So this weekend I plan on taking my daughters to see Hidden Figures. Okay, yes, good. Please. And while you're at it, stay there and see Fences. You can do two in one day. Okay, oh, so man. are they both? The kids. These are little little kids. Are they yeah, age appropriate? Oh, well, well, well. No, well, not for well. Fences. No, not for Fences. No. Yeah, okay. not Fences. <laughs> not Fences, but Hidden I, Figures. I, both of those movies were awesome. I did not see Hidden Figures yet. I'm going to see it this weekend, but I saw Fences. And I just want to say um, that, you know, I didn't read the book in school. My sister did. So I didn't know it was going to turn out the way it did. Um, don't tell it. Don't tell it. Don't tell it. Well, hold on. Why is it on Hot Topics then? We can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we give, I want to hear it. We're on Hot Topics. I just don't okay, don't well, do any spoilers. Don't 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 do spoiler alerts. Okay, I don't know well, how else to okay. do it. <laughs> you know what's funny, y'all? In well, the movie, we, I thought they were in San Francisco at first, or but they were in Pittsburgh. I didn't realize that until I read, went back and read the history of the play. Hmm. I guess because hmm. I, I used to live like I I used to live like thirty miles south of San Francisco. Um, it reminds me of the Bay Area, like kind of that neighborhood and a neighborhood like maybe it's but it's it's in Pittsburgh. But anyway, um all I have to say is he tried it real hard in that movie. <laughs> so as far yes, as that's, action, all, that's all we'll say. <laughs> y'all see oh, y'all see honey. anyone getting any awards from these movies? Absolutely. Yes. Really? Yes. Please give one for Please Viola give one Davis to Viola Davis. I commend well, you. Already won no hot golden globe. Uh, who did? Oh really? Okay. Well, mm-hmm. Viola Davis to have that snappy come out of her head. She she deserves an award just for that. For yeah, for what? Agree. I said the way that Viola Davis had that snap come out of her nose, she deserves an award just for that. <laughs> She was, they both, but the emotion and the, I just want to give her Academy Award for not throwing, for not throwing hot grips on oh. Denzel. <laughs> right? Okay? That's all I'm and, I'm, and, I, and I ain't going to say no more. I ain't going to say no more. <laughs> yeah, that okay. was deep. Yes, but go out, go out and support both of those movies. They were awesome. Uh, before we now, continue on, because we are so excited to have our best possible, you have something? I just want to say with Hidden Figures, that one, that movie is probably one of the best feel-good movies I've seen in a long time, especially mm. um, pertaining to black history. Um, you didn't have to deal with slavery or anything like that. It, it really um, help, helps us to feel good about the accomplishments that's happened within our community. And so... Um, I would highly recommend Hidden Figures. Okay. Yes, it's great. It was great. And if, mm-hmm. if you didn't know, the ladies uh, in Hidden Figures, they were all part of a sorority, African-American sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha. So as we're shouting them out, I just want to give a brief shout-out to all the Greek fraternities and sororities, those who were founded in the month of January. I'm still going to shout-out Alpha Phi Alpha because our boss, Winfred, is one. And I'm sure he would kill me if I don't shout his organization out, even though their founding date was December. 
We still giving the Alphas a shout out today. Yeah. Also, one nine. Alpha oh, Kappa, six. One nine. <laughs> <laughs> Alpha Kappa Alphas. Uh, they were founded January fifteenth, so their founders day is coming up. My best friend Stacy Denae Huddleston. Shout out to you. She's gonna kill me because I just said her middle name. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> uh, Kappa Alpha Psi is also. They've also celebrated their founders day uh, on January the fifth. Uh, Delta Sigma Theta Founders Day is tomorrow, January 13th. My lovely brothers, Phi Beta Sigma, had their Founders Day on Monday, January the 9th. And my lovely, dovely Star Wars of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated will be celebrating our Founders Day on Monday, January 16th. So shout out to all of you all who have celebrated Founders Day and are celebrating this month in January. Continue to strive for excellence and build the community together. We love you all. Yes. Well, oh, Abby, I mean, not Abby. Abby, are you in a sorority? I am not. Nope, I'm not yeah, Greek. We're, we're, we're the non-Greek crew, okay? They didn't want us. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just joking. Just joking. Well, yeah, have... that's, not, that's not the story, but we'll say that tonight, but that's not the story. Listen. That might be another show. <laughs> yeah, that could be another show. <laughs> Oh, Pastor Rob, are you are you in a fraternity? I'm not a part of the Divine Nine, but I am in a Christian fraternity. Yeah, my a Christian fraternity. Are you Yes, yes, yes. Where do you live? Yes. 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 I, I pledged in spring '99. Oh wow! At okay. University, Epsilon Deuteronomy. Shout out to all my ED brothers out there. Wimper was actually my dean, and uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll just leave it there. Nice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Spare him. I got. I became a Christian because of Gamma Phi Delta. Awesome. Oh. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Yep. That's what's up. Sure did. <laughs> that is awesome. That's cool. Well, before we wrap Hot Topics, we have one more. Obama. We cannot end Hot Topics because this will be the last time we we'll talk mm-hmm. about our current sitting president. Obama and his lovely wife Michelle. So we want to call this "Thank You, Obama." So, um, what are things that we loved about them, and what are some things we will miss? We'll start with you, Abby. Oh goodness, um, I will say just his realness will be missed. Um, you know the 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 air of the White House is for everyone. The White House is is not just for the elite, but for the, it's like yeah. he brought an air of common man, you know, the common man to the White House. and uh, But he did it with such elegance and, and grace. Um, one thing, I'll be quick because I know I'm long-winded. <laughs> uh, I've never heard an Obama speech, and I've never heard seen him speak. Uh, and I was telling this to some of my friends from seminary because and they were asking me why not, and, and I just, every time I watched him, I would, I would just be so afraid that somebody would do something to him, so I couldn't watch him, and I couldn't listen to him. Um, so it's like I have these little bird-eye views of, of him in his presidency, like pictures mostly, articles I've read, things like that. But uh, I can actually rest easy knowing that he made it through um, these last eight years. So um, love those things, and, and we'll miss seeing their the way they've carried themselves in the White House. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Well, I would definitely miss his demeanor. Him and 
definitely Michelle and the girls. I just was just their demeanor and his um, ability to listen and engage in the people. And he was just an over, overall man that really represented like you not like people. Like, okay, so you're from Chile, you're from Congo, you're from Britain, you're from, you know, south side of Chicago. Like, but I'm still going to talk to you like a human being. And I I can imagine him at the United Nations table or whatever, if he's speaking with different leaders, like, to come with this sense of calmness and just, um, like, he just, I just look at him as keeping the glass half full. So I'm going to definitely miss that. And, of course, of course, Michelle, I would love to have lunch. Michelle Obama, if you are listening, if you are tuning in, (laughs) I would love to have lunch with you um, and a couple other people. But Mm -hmm. she is just a woman of grace, and she comes with a story, and she's not afraid to share her testimony. And she's definitely an encourager, and um, just the Lord have blessings on that whole family And, 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 and mama. Grandma stuck in with them, you know, this entire <laughs> and time. And the dog. And, it was, and the dog. And the dog. So I, those are the things I'm going to miss about him. So, uh, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. Just grace grace and class, if I can say anything to describe them, would be grace and class. He represented us quite well. He represented this country well. Uh, I I look at their life and I can parallel, not to that degree, but me and my sister, you know, we were pastor's kids, so our our dad was always, you know, in the public eye, under scrutiny for whatever it was. But just to see how he navigated through it all without condemning, without, you know, trying to be petty and, you know, put Kermit the Frog on memes. He just, he handled everything with such class. So you'll be missed. Um, but we still have to embrace our president because he's still our president. So uh, we need to get our mourning over and try to figure out how to embrace, I'm sorry, embrace, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, President-elect Trump because he is upon us. So we have to figure out a way uh, to support him. And that may take a whole nother hot topic to figure out how we're going to do that. So with that said, <laughs> We're going to take a quick little break. If you are tuning in with us and you're on the call, if you have questions at any time, press 1. We will uh, tag you in. If you don't want to announce yourself or be on a call and would like to email your questions, email those questions to queenconversations1, which is the number 1, at gmail.com. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with you with our special guest, Pastor Rob. There's no one like you, no one else beside you who can do the things you do. That's why we No one else can reign with power, strength, and glory. All the heavenly hosts proclaim you are
Welcome back to Queen Conversations. We are your hosts, Leah Joel, Queen Ebby, and Lakisha. You just heard the song Sovereign by Marcus G. Morton. Let me tell you, this just put me in a worship mood already. That song has got me there. So mm. <laughs> we are excited. We're going to move forward with our special guest. Again, if you haven't been on the show so far, Pastor Rob is here. Uh, we bring him greetings, and we're just going to turn the floor over to him as he embraces all of us for the new year. Pastor Rob. Yay! (laughs) Okay, if you're on, Pastor Rob, we can't hear you. You may need to unmute your phone. That that is exactly what I need to do because I was really talking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, y'all didn't hear one thing I just said. So, Not a word. <laughs> but but uh, what I was saying is I am so honored to be here with you ladies and also with all of our listeners. I um, have had a chance to listen to some of your shows, and I have been thoroughly impressed by what I've heard. And I want to let y'all know that, that the view, the uh, the whatever the other shows are, they have nothing on what you guys bring to the table. And so I, I thank God for you, and I thank God for all that you are doing to enlighten women and also enlighten our, our world, really. Um, so every year God always gives me a focus for the year. Last year God had me to focus on living because a lot of times we learn, we know how to exist, but we don't know how to live. And so last year, the whole focus was to learn how to live life on purpose and to stop just existing or um, or just learn how to make it through life, but learn how to live life for the, to the fullest. And so this year, I, I spent a lot of time allowing God to speak to me and and show me what this focus was to be for 2017. And he showed me that in order to live, there must be courageous living. So this year, God had me to focus on courageous living. And that's what I want to talk about tonight is courageous living, because courageous living involves courageous focus. A lot of us know that, we have these gifts, we have these purposes that God has given us, and there are things that he has placed inside of us. But many of us find ourselves having a roadblock or something that keeps us from doing everything that he has placed inside of us to do. And so at our church, we've been looking at Joshua, and really throughout this whole year we're going to look at Joshua because the Joshua generation was a generation of fighters, and they were a generation of of applied living. They in in Joshua, God tells Joshua when Moses died, He said, "Moses, my servant has died." He starts out that whole chapter saying, "My servant Moses has died," and so I was stuck there for about a month and a half because. I'm trying to figure, I was trying to figure out why did God put emphasis on Moses being that, being dead when they're about to move into something that is greater. 
I mean, wouldn't they be a little sad because someone died? Wouldn't they be upset because someone who was their leader has died? But the first thing that, that is a part of courageous living that I learned from that is that we have to learn to let distractions die because a lot of times we have places where God wants to take, take us, but because there are particular distractions connected to us, they, we can't move into the promises that he has for us because those distractions will latch itself onto us. It will leach itself onto us. It will suck the very life out of what God is trying to give us. And so when we have distractions, it keeps us from fully attracting to what God has called us to do or, or be because what we end up doing is we end up comparing things. We end up comparing uh, what we used to have or how things used to be or what we want from someone else. But but a lot of times God is trying to give us something that is new and upgraded than what we've experienced before. And so what mm-hmm. God was trying to do in Joshua's life was give him an upgrade, give the whole family of God an upgrade to what they were having because they were wandering for 40 years trying to figure out how to move into their promise. But they were wandering because they had a messed up way of thinking. They saw themselves as grasshoppers when God had saw them as victims. And see, a lot of times mm-hmm. when we see ourselves as a grasshopper, the enemy will see us as a bug that he can squish. And we end up we end up giving our blessing away to him instead of allowing God to bless what he's already given us. And so mm-hmm. he told him, he said, "My Mo- Moses, my servant, has died. So then another thing that's connected to that is stop processing and start possessing. Um, Because they were going through the process, a two-week journey to get, but it took them 40 years to, to cross through that threshold because they were caught up in the process. Process is great. Process is important to the purpose. But a lot of times if we linger in our process too long, it'll end up, Burning us, it'll end up causing greater chaos. Um, let me give you an example. So, before we had perms and everything, back in the day, people used to have something called a process. And <laughs> the process that they would put on their hair uh, would go through this process of straightening the kinks in their coarse hair. If, and some of y'all may have seen Malcolm X, and Malcolm X had a process. And Mm -hmm. the process was on their hair too long, so then Malcolm X had to put his head in the toilet bowl because he was it was on his head for way too long. (laughs) And and so a lot of times we if we have the process in way too long, it can end up burning us. It can end up causing more pain. It can end up causing more chaos because we've been in the process for way too long. And God is saying, I want you to possess what I've already given you, so you need to get out of the process. And so Hmm. when he was saying that Moses, my servant, is dead, he's saying now the process is over, and I'm giving you your possession. And so he he goes on through this discourse. God goes on through this discourse of of showing them what they're going to possess. They're going to possess their inheritance. They're going to possess the promises that God had given Abraham back in Genesis chapter 12, that they were going to possess the land that was sworn to their fathers. And so the next thing was to stop working as human 
doings and start living as human beings. Um, He told them four different times to be strong and be courageous. Be strong and be courageous. Because one of the things that we know how to do is we know how to do. We know how to do things. We know how to try to do things right. We know how to try to to be appeasing to everyone else. But a lot of us don't know how to just be. Um, When you're being, you are allowing God to develop in you what he's placed inside of you. And what I said on Sunday is that God develops pictures in, in dark places. And those dark places is where God is developing and he's defining the picture that he has placed inside of you. And so what he was telling Joshua was to be the picture that I place inside of you. That picture that I place inside of you is to be strong and also to be courageous. The word strength actually means to be focused on personal growth. And to be courageous means to be focused on intentional living. And so when he was t- what he was telling t- Joshua is that I want you to allow me to grow you in areas that you can't grow yourself. Because if you look at the process of a seed, a seed never has to try to grow. It doesn't have to try to produce leaves. All it has to do is just rest in that dark place, produce roots, and then grow. When we're in the presence of God, we allow God to grow us in areas where we can't grow ourselves. We're able to allow God to produce something that we can't produce ourselves. And so in this, he gave four different ways to grow and also to live intentionally. The first way is to focus on the promises that God has for you. In Genesis chapter 12, God gave promises to Abraham. He said, Abraham, I promise you that your name will be great. I promise you that 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 I will make everyone um, be blessed because of you. I, I will promise you that our families will be blessed because of you. I promise you that, that I will protect my promise because when you have my name stamped on you, I will fight for you because my name is stamped on and I will always protect my name. And so that's the first thing. Focus on the promises that God has for you. The second thing is focus on applied faith because what God said is I want for you to be strong, be courageous, and meditate on my word day and night. When you have applied faith, that's when you put faith in action. So in other words, when Mm -hmm. someone gets on your nerves, you learn how to hold your tongue and not cuss them out. That's applied faith. Um, when you you want to um, do things or go places that you know you shouldn't go, and then there's something in you that keeps you from doing those things, that's applied faith. And it's never easy, and it's, it's, never, it's not always light because it involves darkness. And faith will produce the seed and the light that he has produced inside of you and that he wants you to live. The third thing is Mm. focus on radical fearlessness. Because one thing that's a part of courageous living is not being afraid. Fear is a, uh, a neutralizer and a paralyzer to the promises that God has for you. And so 
um, he said, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. When you're living courageously and when you're living, um, living strong, you don't have time to be focused on fear because it's so urgent right now to where we can't, where we can't have punks holding up the Bible. We have to be radical. We have to be bold. We have to stand strong in knowing what the word of God says for us and what he has produced within us to live what he wants us to do. And then the last thing is focus on the victory that comes from the presence of God. He said, whenever you live courageously and whenever you live fearlessly, I will give you a victory that you didn't fight. Mm-hmm. He will give us a victory just because of his presence, because his presence always brings the promises and his purpose. And his oh, purpose amen. is for you to be victorious. So courageous living. Wow. <laughs> Drop the mic then. <laughs> I know. Wow. You know, I had myself on mute, but I was over here just saying all type of stuff. Wow. You had no mute. <laughs> well, I tried you to put you on mute. mute. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Wow, before, that was awesome. Before we get deeper and ask mm-hmm. questions, can you give those four points one more time just to make sure the listeners got it correctly? Just go over your four points one more time. Okay. Focus on the promises of God for you. Focus on applied faith. That's number, number two. Three is focus, number three is focus on radical fearlessness. And number four is focus on the victory that comes from the presence of God. All right. Okay. I think we were all taking notes. And you can find the promises of God that is that is that was given to Abraham that continues on down to us as an inheritance in Genesis chapter twelve, verses two through four. Wow. There's so mm. much that stood out. <laughs> yes. A lot. One of the things I heard very clear was don't see yourself as a grasshopper. I know there are so many of us that struggles with seeing uh, seeing ourselves the way God sees us. It's a hard thing for us to comprehend, first of all, the love he has for all of us, but the design that he gave us. So we may see flaws and horrible things, our setbacks, our failures, our fears, and he sees what he already promised for us. So I'm definitely taking away, don't see myself as a grasshopper, because the enemy can definitely uh, take that. So I guess if I did have a question to pose to you, Pastor Robert, how do we get out of that mindset of seeing ourselves differently than how God views us? Well, Mm -hmm. first, everything starts with the word of God. I, I just believe that. I believe that everything starts with the word of God because um, the words of man will will fade away, the grass will wither, but the word of God will always stand. And so that's the first thing. Understand what the word of God says to you about you. And whenever you hear lies that the enemy tells you, um, 
discover what the word of God has to say to you about that. Like, for instance, I, I've been one who folk, who who battled with anxiety. I, I battled with anxiety for a long time. And one of the scriptures that has always stood out to me was Isaiah uh, chapter 29, where it says that um, he's able to keep us in perfect peace whose mind has stayed on him. And so that's been my motto. Whenever I would experience anxiety because I would look at myself as a grasshopper, then I would look at what he says is that in his word, he says, I can have peace if I can focus on him. Uh, The second thing would be to learn to accept what he says about me. Because a lot of times we try to fight what he says about us. And and then the third thing is, that, that comes from that is know that you are not what you've experienced. Um, because a lot of times mm. the enemy will try his best to cause us to be defined by what we've experienced, by um, the pain that we, have, that we have experienced. And we are not our pain because if that was the case, then Jesus would be dead. But he was he was always the resurrection, but he had to die first. And so um, because he knew that he was the resurrection, he said that before he even died. He knew that he was the resurrection, and he accepted that, and he became that once he died. So the, he wasn't stuck in his pain, but he, he let his pain produce his passion and his purpose. So those are the three things. Awesome, awesome. I think Queen Abby and Queen Lakeisha have some questions for you, so I'll turn it over to them. Cool. Um, So this kind of relates back to our hot topic with the backlash with uh, Kim Burrell and your number three, um, your number three point on focusing on Mm -hmm. radical fearlessness, uh, just being radical. You said no punks holding the Bible. Or uh, teaching the word, or I can't remember the exact phrase you said. What what yeah, I'm asking yeah, is, um, my pastor calls it cruise cruise ship Christians, <laughs> where we cruising through. It's a it's entertainment. We're getting constantly just uh, spoiled, and instead we should be battleship Christians, like ready at any point in time. Mm-hmm. So I see the church about to go into um, a a time of persecution, and I really don't feel that the majority of believers are ready. Um, We don't have those warriors. um, At least I would like to see more. Uh, We don't. We don't have enough radical Christians, and um, we do, you know, have a weak, uh, or I should say, punkish. We have a weak approach, and it's it's often we're we're saying having feel good sermons, and often we're teaching feel good messages that you know baby us and keep us on that level and, and don't push to the next level. So knowing that I know all that, what do or think all that I should say? Um, how do we, you know, as those who are in ministry, as those who, um you know, have a, a passion to see the church beefed up. Um, how do we go about that number three? How do we get believers to become more radical and more um, more warriors um, in the fight for the for faith? That's a great question, amazing question. The, I always say that the more you know, the more you can, the, the better you can stand. Um, 
Because a lot of us don't know why we believe what we believe. And I was just speaking to a a young adult group on Monday, and I was explaining to them that that we have to know why we believe what we believe, because we have a lot of different sects of people um, who are who's really it's really secular humanism and neo gnosticism, which is where people focus on knowledge versus the spirit. And knowledge, um, and they 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 are very astute in what they know and what they learn, um, and so when they come to Christians, they they bash us, and then we grow silent because we really don't know what we believe and why we believe it. So I think that it it, it comes from a lot of studying to show ourselves approved, asking questions from our pastors, our, our spiritual leaders. Um, learning the tools to to learn the Bible for ourselves or read the Bible for ourselves, having small groups or or, or discipleship groups with with other believers, so that we can we can have a, a consistent message and a consistent understanding of what His Word says, so that we can walk on, in one accord. Um, and, and so when we all come together with that rallying around the word and rallying with each other, then it, it gives us more confidence. And uh, Jude calls it being um, established in our most holy faith. Mm-hmm. And and that comes through both the spirit and the word and applied faith. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. And that, you know, that actually answered my question, because you said we have to really know why we believe what we believe. So my question was, you know, if you're in, you know, on your applied faith, and, you know, you have faith that this is going to happen, this is going to work out, and you feel like it never comes, or in, in the waiting period, you know, you feel like it never comes. So whatever your heart is desiring, you feel like that's what God has for you. What do you do in that meantime? But like you said, Understanding what you believe and why, um, just knowing more. The more you know, the more you grow. Yeah. Um, so that kind of answer. But that was my thing. What do you do when you are um, trying to focus on the promise, but in your faith, and then you just feel like, oh, you know, this. In that meantime, well, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 meantime can 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 be a booger, can't it? it yeah. It uh, it it's it, it's never easy. It's not fun. Um, I was just telling. I just had a counseling session with someone today, and I told them, um, if you want to learn how to have patience, just wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, right. And <laughs> and I, I liken it to when you're put on hold. Like if you're on the phone with with a customer service and they put you on hold and mm-hmm. they make sure that you don't have any dead space, uh, they play music. Um, during that dead space, it doesn't seem as long, especially if you hear your song. If you hear your song while you're waiting, it doesn't seem as long. Um, right. I always say that God has given us words, lyrics 
of songs that, that will speak to what we're dealing with in that meantime. And in that meantime, God is always trying to teach us something and grow us in certain areas. So it's it's imperative that we learn what it is that he's trying to teach us, what it is. And and we learn that through our feelings because he he connects with us and communicates with us through our feelings. And so if you're feeling anger or feeling um, anxiety, find out what the word of God has to say about that. What does he have to say about anger or or frustration? Um, And how can his word chop up those, those areas that is, Raising itself against the knowledge of Christ, mm-hmm. and and that's how that's He grows awesome. us. Absolutely, that's good stuff right there. Again, if you guys are just joining us, if you've been on the air, if you have questions or comments for Pastor Rob or any of us, if you're already on the call, just press one, and we'll be sure to uh, add you in the conversation. Or if you'd rather just email your questions, email those questions to Queen. Conversations one at gmail dot com. So, Pastor Rob, um, as we get ready to wrap up, I know you mentioned um, being relentless in our pursuit of faith and being focused on our personal growth and being courageous on uh, intentional living. There may be some of us who are trying to set goals for the year. Uh, can you walk us through what that should look like? Uh, we talk about, you know, New Year's resolutions, um, goal setting. So those who may prefer resolutions over goal setting, could you just sort of walk us through what that could look like? Okay, so so what would it look like to, to set goals and, and, and go towards those goals? Is that what you're asking? Right. So for someone who's struggling with trying to figure out how to set a goal and make it stick for this year, what kind of encouragement could we give them? Okay. <clears throat> One thing would be to be realistic with your goal, with your goals. Um, if you know that you're gonna you're not gonna make a million dollars, don't say my goal is to make a million dollars this year. Um, but set realistic goals and make sure that they are uh, they are obtainable and that they are achievable and. Also, celebrate the small victories as you start making those steps towards those goals. And the, the way to do that is to, to is to have small steps. Like for instance, um, my goal for this year is to um, put people first. So. That that's that's an attainable goal. I can I can learn how to put people first because, um, you know, I, I've had moments where I've been selfish. I've had moments where I've um, I've focused on everything else but people, and so um, that's my goal. The little steps that I put in place for them is to okay, what does that look like? Okay, first thing is to learn when to or know when to get off of social media and put my phone down and actually be present with the people who I'm with. Um, Another thing would be to um, define what being present means. And so write down a list of everything that would help you to achieve that goal. And then as you achieve those small victories, 
celebrate. Celebrate. Be be happy about those goals. You you may treat yourself to um to a break at, at work or you may treat yourself to um to some foyo or something, something that's healthy. Uh, or or something that, that you know that you could do to celebrate that that small victory as you obtain that big victory that you want to get for that year. Um, and then believe in, believe in yourself. Believe that you can do it. And then the last thing is, even if you don't do what you want to do, celebrate what you have done. Um, right. Don't be so much of a per- perfectionist that you don't um, celebrate what you have done. And if you fall off, get back mm-hmm. up again and keep moving. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. That's really good. And a lot of people, I think what helps what you're saying, Pastor Rob, is to have people like you and other people, like positive people in your ear. Mm-hmm. Not saying, you know, because a person, you can't pour into anybody unless somebody's pouring into you. So just like these words you're giving to us and to the audience, there's no way that you can give us encouragement if you're not being encouraged in some way. So I think us keeping each other accountable and sharing our stories and just being able to pour into people, like, um, I think that that really helps. You're just reiterating what we need to do, and that could be, you know, the push to shoot that person up to the sky where they need to be, just encouraging. So right. finding the right. finding the well, finding a well to um, build into. I love that. Yeah, I love I, that finding a well. Mhm. Yeah, I think also it may be difficult for some people to establish goals and actually make strides towards them once they are set because of dead weight. So let's talk a little bit about dropping dead weight. How do we realize that we're still carrying the dead weight and how can we be courageous, like, you know, we talked about tonight, of being okay dropping the dead weight? Dead weight could be literal weight for some of us. It could be taking on too much. For me, it's not being able to say no. Uh, So how do we properly drop dead weight? Mm, You know, I... I know we, you know, we're talking definitely spiritual, but you know what song just came to my mind when you said that? It was a Mary J. Blige song bag that lady. came. Um, no, no, not bad. Mary J. Blige when she from that, did that song. How can I love somebody else if I can't love myself enough to know when it's time, time to let go? That one. I just want to be happy, but she's saying, Sing, girl. you can't get rid of it. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just a little bird in the closet, but that really, how do you know, like, get rid, you got to love yourself. That's what she's saying. That song, I Want to Be Happy, it was on her 401 album. How can I, you know, love somebody else? How can I do, you, like you said, you can't do everything for people. How to get rid of this weight? You need to learn learn how to love yourself first. So, sorry, that was just a song that popped in my head as soon as you said that. We got to learn how to put love ourselves first, and that's when we know we got to let it go. We got to drop the weight. We got to eat better. We got to do better with our finances. We got to mm-hmm. just 
And if we fall, we need to fall forward. I know that's right. That's awesome. So, sorry, I didn't mean to squeeze in, but. (laughs) No, that that was great. That was that was amazing. And, and you saw that. Look at that. You hit every note. <laughs> <laughs> you did. What I'm talking about. I would like to. Uh, I like to piggyback on that and and say, uh, knowing what is unhealthy and what is healthy. Um, I we know what is healthy and what's not healthy. We know. If there are toxic people, if there are toxic relationships, or if there are if there are toxic thoughts, we know what they are. We know how to identify them. Um, we're just comfortable with them, and we have to be willing to step outside of our comfort zone in order to move into the new um, and embrace the new. And if it's a distraction from where God is trying to attract us, then that's when we know we, we need to let it go. Amen. That's good. That's good. Amen. Know. Well, with that said, I think everything tied in so perfectly because I'm, I'm reading my notes again <laughs> with what you spoke about. And it goes back to number three. Maybe number three was just that point that hit all of us, but radical fearlessness, that covers it all. So I think I just answered my own question just by reading your notes. You know, if we operate in fearlessness and apply our faith and focus on the promise, we're guaranteed to be victorious this year. So what a what a great way to start the new year of understanding uh, his promises for us. So with that said, yeah. let's drop off some dead weight, ladies. Um, yeah. What is mm. one thing that we'll let go of and one thing we're taking into this new year? Abby, I'm going to start with you. <laughs> yeah, I've been quiet. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to say, for me, um, people-pleasing, letting go of people-pleasing. Uh-huh. So um, God has, you know, since I've been divorced, um God has really shown me how that that too can be a form of uh, not idolatry, but more like an addiction uh, to pleasing other people. And He's showing me how I do that, and I don't even realize it. Oh my goodness, it's it's I just don't I didn't even see it, you know. So the things that I allow, I allow. Um, Actually, it's horrendous, some of the things I've allowed in, in, you know, trying to be nice to people and trying to, um, you know, keep the peace or keep calm. And that goes back to the beautiful rendition Lakisa gave us of how can I love somebody else, you know, when I don't love myself enough, you know. So, you know, just letting go of a desire and to please people having a healthy assessment of what that looks like, you know. Um, when my, you know, I think sometimes in our culture we can go so far and everything could be about us at the, on the other end of that that uh, spectrum. But a healthy um, approach to relationships, not just male-female, but even friendships um, with people and, and putting myself in a place where I'm, I'm you know, putting myself in a place for health, uh, healthy decisions and, and things that will benefit me. So I'm letting go, 
of people pleasing. Um, <clears throat> what I'm taking in uh, goes back to number three. I think number three really spoke to me, and that's that fearlessness. Um, and this has been heavy on my heart for a while is trying to develop that, um, trying to develop a whole attitude of fearlessness as I, as I walk in what God has called me to do. Um, and that he, he's my father, he's my, my Lord, and, you know, just being able to be at peace with his sovereignty. Uh, and that, you know, he holds the hands of a future you know, that that's not confined by time or space that I can't even imagine. So, um, mm. yeah, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm walking into 2017 with that, you know, trying to continue to develop that fearlessness. I don't want to be a punk All Christian. Right. <laughs> All right now. <laughs> okay. Don't want it. Amen. Don't do it. Don't do it. Letting things go. Yes, ma'am. Huh. How about you, well, Miss we... Leah? Well, I'm going to let go of all the things that hinders me from moving forward the way that I'm designed to. So, again, I think, uh, you know, being able to say no, I'm going to, people pleasing, Lord have mercy, that's been my Achilles heel too. Um, So I I think I'm going to tag that because that can hinder me. The only thing that I wrote down as a goal for this year is to make God smile. That's it. That's all I want to do. My entire life I want to make sure that I'm pleasing to him and put a smile on his face. And I believe he'll show me how to do it, and I'll I'll make every effort to do it this year. Amen. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Lakeisha? Lakeisha? Letting things go. Things that don't fit. If it don't Mm -hmm. fit, he must quit. It must (laughs) quit. If it don't fit in your life, if it don't feel right, if it just don't seem right, if it might feel good temporarily, but it might work in Chapter 3, but you know it ain't going to work for you in Chapter 5, let it go. Like Teddy P said, I think I better let it let go. It looks, go. Like another, <laughs> looks like another love TKO. TKO. So just, let, just letting it go. If it don't fit in my life and I'm not comfortable or I'm, a, I'm unsure, and if I don't fit... I'm not, I'm not, I can't bring it in. So um, letting that go and then bring it in. You know what? Continue to bring the sunshine, you know, that's a part of my life and just continue to spread it to others. I had two people tell me that um, one was my brother and one was a good friend of mine. They said, you know what, Keisha, when you walk in a room, like it's like you have a light on you. And I, ne- I never, never thought of, of that. And I said, you know what? I said, I, I truly, and even from the bottom of my heart, just bringing in, continue to bring in positivity not only for myself but for others because, like I said, we got to continue to encourage each other, even if it's with comedy, um, with the word. We need the word. That needs to be our foundation. Just continuing to uplift each other. And, you know, we don't got to be so serious all the time. You know, people, you right. know, laugh, enjoy life. Life is so, you know. That's what sometimes I think all this cancer and stuff be coming and people just be holding stuff in. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, so bringing in, bringing in more, more light, more positivity. That's what I'm bringing in. 
Amen. We all need it. We all need it. Yeah. I don't want to leave you out, Pastor Boo. Is, is it something you're dropping off and taking with you? I am dropping off the flesh and blood theology of people. I'm going to, because I, I tend to focus on people, and I, I still got a little hood in me, so I like I like to Facebook bang <laughs> with people. So, oh, um, <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm going to stop looking at people as the enemy and looking at the enemy as the enemy, um, and I'm going to carry with me more grace, more of a, uh, a a mindset of grace and and a kingdom mentality. Mm. All right. That sounds great. Well, it's been awesome having you. Thank you so much, Pastor Rob, for uh, giving us your time, um, the word that I'm sure permeated the listeners' hearts, definitely permeate, permeated mine. Uh, we just pray that God restores all the time that you spent and that you are blessed abundantly this year. And if you don't mind, just for the listeners and all of us um, to sort of pray us out, we thank you all yes. for tuning in to our first show of 2017 Queen Conversations. We look forward to seeing you all in two weeks. That will be January the 26th, same place, same time. Pastor Rob, if you want to pray us out. Oh, before he before he goes on, I just want him to put in a request that for us, the queens, to be able to reach thousands, thousands, and to just for him to just really uplift this show to where we are reaching people from all over the world. Just you know, start within our country and just reaching reaching people that we never even thought would be listening to us. Amen. That's Amen. Amen. Because there are a lot of people who do need to hear you guys. I, I meant what I said about you, so. Uh, I will most definitely add that to the prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you for giving us your presence, for giving us your peace that surpasses all understanding, and we thank you for giving us your joy that gives us the ability to have strength when we feel weak at, at times. We thank you most of all for the love that you have shared with us, that you continue to share with us. Even in spite of what you know about us, you still love us, and we thank you for loving us um, because we are your creation. Lord God, we pray that you would take this word that was given, the um, the words that were shared, uh, that it would um, reach thousands, that, you would, that it would reach many women and also many men who, who are struggling. I think his call dropped you guys, but we seal his prayer in Jesus' name, yeah. and we know that it's already done. God, we just ask that you continue to bless every listener, God, who tuned in, God, who lend their time just to hear your word, oh, God. So we seal what was said about us, oh, God. We will walk in fearlessness, God. We will be victorious people this year. The plans that you have for us are always yay and amen, God, we Bless you for what you've already done this year, God. Those who are on the call who may have experienced a loss in just the first week and a half, God, we pray that you just wrap your arms around them, God. Give them peace. God, as we transition power from President Obama and um, on to Trump, God, we ask that you just embrace this country, God. Show us that we all need you, and without you, we do nothing but fail, oh, God. We thank you for this speaker. We pray that you pour into him and his ministry, God. We seal the prayer about this show, God, let it 
touch those who need uh, to have that word, God, let it touch not just uh, our states, our individual states, God, but whoever needs to hear this word. There are so many people who are hurting, oh, God, but let the voice that you give us, God, permeate all of our hearts and our minds. We love you. We bless you. We thank you for all things. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 And you know what? I like, Pastor Rob, I don't know if you can still hear us. I know the call dropped. But did y'all hear, y'all, everybody listening, her husband, the call drop. you see how she just immediately went in? I like that. She immediately just, that's what you want to do in partnership. Praise the Lord. That's what I'm talking about. You just immediately went in. The call drop. you continue what he started. And, some, you know, sometimes when, you no, know, in relation, you drop, you just, you just picked it up real fast. I love it. That was good. You, you're on your feet, girl. You're thinking on your feet. <laughs> Listen, hashtag relationship goals. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is. Okay. All right. May. Okay. Right. I'm teasing. I love you guys. Yeah. Have an awesome week. You too. See you guys in two weeks. Awesome. Yes. Hello. Yes. Everybody. Tune in, tune in, in two weeks. Tune in to Sweet Conversation. Yeah.